Welcome and thank you for listening to the Vegan Academy podcast. I'm your host Kuhn and each week together with another vegan expert, we help you to transform your life and thrive on a vegan lifestyle. But before we head into today's episode, let me share with you the audio course, Six Days to Personal Power, we just released to the public. If you want to learn the fundamentals on how to change your lifestyle consistently and take charge over your own life, then check out the link in the description below and use the code PODCAST for 50% off. So now let's get started with today's episode and enjoy listening. Welcome back, everyone, for another Vegan Academy podcast. And I got a very special guest with me today, all the way from Brussels, Belgium. This is Charlene Adrian. She is a plant-based dietitian, and she's all about intuitive eating and the anti-diet. And that's what she's going to explain a little bit more with us today. So thank you for, uh, for being here today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor, and I'm very excited. So I'm a little bit nervous as well, but because um, this is my very first podcast ever. So it's That's nice so to great. be able to do that with you. Uh, nice. I'm really glad that you're here and that you uh, yeah, were willing also to share your message with us today. Yeah, like you said, it's the first time. There's a little bit of nerve. And I think if I look at myself, and maybe this is also already a little tip for people listening today, like a lot of times the things that we are a little bit nervous about are exactly the things that we got to do to uh, to grow a, real, uh, a little bit, right? Like how do you experience that for yourself? Exactly like that. Um, I, I have a, I especially bought a book that it's called uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And that's my motto. So, and whenever I feel very uncomfortable, I think, okay, that's because I'm growing. It's because I'm doing what I like and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I really like that. I think that's a very nice title for a book as well. And Charlene, before we get any further, like please introduce yourself a little bit. What are you actually doing right now at the moment? And yeah, also maybe uh, take us a little bit with through your experiences and through your journey of maybe the last couple of years, how you get or how you got where you are today. Sure. Um, so right now I am a plant-based dietitian and my focus is on intuitive eating. Um, I'm in a registered dietitian and I'm, I have my practice in Bruges where I live and in Brussels as well. Um, so, and I actually, my journey is a little bit long. So if you, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, this is my third career move um, wow. <laughs> because it took me some time to find me to find what I really like um, but I have really found it now so I'm really passionate about this um, and it's just I've, I've grown into this um, I actually started in the art world so I when I first went to university I studied for art history and then I worked for five years in the contemporary art world um, How different and then is that? <laughs> Yes, yes. And then um, a special opportunity took me to the, to the south of France, uh, where I lived for three years. It was kind of, um, it started as a job that was going to be with an art collector, mm -hmm. but then it ended up to just me taking care of 20 uh, dogs that we had uh, adopted from shelters. Um, and it, it was three very wonderful years and it was really nice to be running that pack. So my love of animals really grew exponentially during, um, during that time. 
Um, and then when I was there, I already started to work for a vet as an assistant. When I came back to Belgium, I started, I, I kept doing this. Um, and then I felt, you know, after three years that I came back to Belgium, I felt like, you know, vet assistant, it was nice, but I felt like I wanted to do something more. You know, I had my, mm -hmm. my master's degree and I hadn't studied to be a vet assistant. I was really grateful to the, the vet that took me in. Um, and I liked working with the animals, but I felt like it wasn't really my thing. I wanted to do more. Um, I also speak several languages. So I felt this little thing inside of me that said, okay, maybe this is not what you should do. I thought about becoming a vet, but then I know myself and I thought that that was a little bit too high for me. Um, and also I saw the life that they were living and the vets are really, I mean, really respect to those, to those people because they have a very hard job and they are very hard work, working people. Um, so then I just had a little inner thinking moment and then I landed uh, upon the idea to go and back to go back to school and study nutrition. Um, so that's what I did for three years. And yeah, it was, it was really, really nice. Um, it was funny to be in, um, at sc in school again, you know, amongst imagine. people that were 10 years younger than me. But it was a really fun experience and I made good friends there. Um, and I knew already, you know, going to the plant-based nutrition that I'm now, I just really still wanted to do something with or for animals. And I knew that if I could help people turn to a plant-based diet, I could still be able to help animals, not in a in a direct way, but in a more in, indirect way. Mm. So, and then to top it off, you know, I finished my three years of nutrition course. Um, and then I, I decided that I need, I wanted to, cer to certify myself in plant-based nutrition. Wow. So I took a course online, uh, the famous nutrition course from E. Cornell University from um, wow. Thomas Campbell. And now I'm also following um, a course in the UK at the Winchester University. So, you know, I just wanted to have the base of nutrition and dietetics, but I knew that I wanted to specialize myself in plant-based nutrition. And that was really necessary because the, the I don't know, the education that I got was very mm -hmm. mainstream and that frustrated me sometimes. So now I'm really happy to be able to um, specialize myself in plant-based nutrition. Wow, what a beautiful story, I would say. <laughs> and I, I really, what I really like in this is that you, you just, you didn't like settle for anything, you know, like you had this little question, like I had this little flame inside of you questioning, like if this is really what I want to do. And um, I, I think a lot of people uh, are in a position like that that may be more conscious or not so conscious maybe sometimes but I think a lot of people and especially now uh, with uh, a lot of things happening around us I think more and more people are questioning like is this really the life that I want to live and, and before we go a little bit deeper into like uh, your specialties like what was one of the things like what helped you to realize that and what helped you to um, make that like I can imagine difficult decision also I think I always have it, had it inside me to be able to look for it was a long time that I felt like I didn't really know what I wanted to do and because of that I just kept searching mm -hmm. um, 
And, you know, it led me through a very interesting 10 years. Uh, and in the end, I could, I could see, I just went inside of me at a certain, you know, I just went, um, I looked inside of me and I was thinking, okay, what is, what is the thing that is really has been on my mind for all those years? Yeah. Um, and so then I realized, okay, I've, I've always been passionate about nutrition. I always, and then I'll, we can, that's the link to intuitive eating. I have been on so many diets. I've been looking through nutrition, through blogs, testing. So I felt like, okay, why am I always, why is this always the one thing that I turn back to, you know, to yeah. looking for the, the perfect, not the perfect diet, but always looking how to feed myself, how to, what to eat. Um, also sometimes probably a little bit too focused on weight and weight loss and body image. Um, but I know now, maybe I can talk about that later. That is because, yeah. you know, we are surrounded by a culture that is all about diet and diet mentality. So yeah, just, I just, it, you just have to, if you want to really know what you want to do, I think you have to, and if you, if you don't know it already, some people just go to school and find what they want to do and do it for the rest of their lives. I have a sister who's a, a dentist and that's it. She's a, she's a perfectly good dentist and she's really happy with what she does and really good at it. Um, and other people just need a little bit more time to find what they want. And that exactly. was me. <laughs> so. Everyone is always on their own journey, right? Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I believe that. So, so you would say that um, uh, your own personal experience is definitely something that uh, now helps you. It's like one of your main drives when it comes to helping other people as well. For sure. And yeah. that I notice that if I want to help people, the fact that I have experienced those, th those things, you know, also uh, working with, with women that, that are tired of losing weight and are tired of just always having those obsessive thoughts. It's, it's something that's very, that's very close to me. So I know, and I've been, I have had my own evolution and I've through looking through to answers um, and a lot mm -hmm. of reading and a lot of research um, I know now how I can help them because I can really relate to them. And I think that's a, for, I mean, if you want to help people, it's the best to do something that you have experienced. Yeah. Um, so you can relate as much as you can to them. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Uh, you touched already briefly uh, diet culture and how that's influencing in a lot of ways and the, our self-image and how we, how we view ourselves. Uh, would you like to explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I really want to help people to notice the fact that we are surrounded by a diet culture. Um, and I, I haven't, it's not my invention, you know, there's uh, American dietitians that have um, exposed this. Yeah. Um, but it's through my own, um, my own questioning and looking for answers and why, why am I like this? Why do I always want to go on a diet? Why do I always, and also, you know, the restriction and the binging, it's not that I had this in a terrible way, but it's, I, I felt so, I wanted to reach some kind of mental peace around this. So that um, had me looking for answers. So I landed um, on the book that's called Intuitive Eating. Mm -hmm. um, and that has been the beginning of this whole, it's not a movement, but it's just an exposing of diet culture. The fact that we are surrounded by messages that say, you know, you have to look like a certain body type. You have to be inside of a certain category of weight. Um, 
that is messing up a lot of women, sadly. Mm. Uh, hope, I think men as well, but especially women. Um, and it's time for us to, to be, I don't know, I think I want to really help uh, people see that this is what we are surrounded by and this is what causes our problems. And if we can just be aware and not take this messaging automatically, then we can just look at ourselves and lead a life that is not, um, I, I don't know, that is not by any of those rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really hoping in my mind, I had the same word and you said awareness. And this is something that I have been speaking really a lot about lately. Uh, like, how, can you maybe share from your own experience, how important do you think awareness is? Oh, it's very important. Um, and for me, um, it's not only important on the intuitive eating side, but it's also important on the plant-based nutrition or, or vegan nutrition side. For me, mm -hmm. that awareness is where it starts. And that's when I, when I think a lot of people want to help other people by just making them several things that are hidden that we don't see that was just that are just normal that have been normal for so many years to just see that they are not normal. And it's, I think it's a word that is used quite often. It's uh, cognitive uh, dissonance. Mm -hmm. So, and you have that on the plant-based nutrition or the vegan nutrition side, but you also have it on the intuitive eating side um, where you have this suddenly you s doors go open because you see, this is not normal eating animals, animals that are taken to the slaughterhouse that are, raised in very very sad and bad ways uh, why are we doing this i mean nobody it's good that the truth is coming out but nobody who sees this truth really wants to be aware of this i mean no. so that's why a lot of things are hidden so that we don't have to be aware of it but once you are aware of this you can no longer ignore it no. and for me i know that with for example with me turning vegan um, that was in, in 2016 when one of those slaughterhouse videos was uh, released. That for me was really the turning point. Because um, it yeah, made that me in Belgium came out a lot. I, I think around 2016, I also was transitioning from vegetarian towards vegan. And I think that was one of the things that really sparked a big wave in the Netherlands and Belgium when it yeah. came down to uh, yeah, animal, how do I say that? Uh, animal yeah liberation and animal yeah. rights in general so yeah it's nice to see that uh, that that also kind of sparked you and like can you maybe give people a few tips so the awareness process but maybe how can people become more aware and what are the steps after when once you are aware about it okay um i think the easiest uh step where you can begin is watch a few documentaries because yeah. that was what started it for me it's just you just sit in your couch and you just watch television for an hour and a half and you're educated and your mind awakens because you also you not only hear or read things but you see yeah. things as well um so for me i think um forks over knives is really a good beginner documentary then you have what the hell's cowspiracy uh, but Forks Over Knives is a really, really yeah. good documentary. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I would say 
read a few books. Um, if you don't want to go the vegan route, you can read books about plant-based nutrition. You know, there's uh, T. Colin Campbell who wrote the China study, mm -hmm. which for me was also a big eye-opener towards not only, you know, it's, it's not, a, in that book, it's all science and it's yeah. really good science. So if you don't want to be, if, if you don't feel for, I don't know, if animals, which I don't know who you are then, if you, if you don't like animals, um, but if you want the more science part of it, if you want to be taken or more seriously, then you can read that. Um, there's also, of course, Dr. Greger. Mm -hmm. Uh, facts.org has lots of scientific information um so yeah watch series read listen to podcasts there's so many good yeah. vegan podcasts so you're helping with spreading this message and then um i think about for example plant proof is a very good podcast um and i think the more you inform yourself the more the easier it will be to make those conscious choices to, yeah. not, to not eat meat because you want to take care of yourself. And I think that's the most important thing. I mean, I think we all want to be healthy. We all want to live long. We all want to mm. not be sick. So, yeah. But for me, I think um, being, I'm plant-based as a dietitian, but as a person, I'm vegan. You know, yeah. for me, it's a lot about the animals as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can understand how it is from a business point of view and also to um, like what, what I see sometimes in the vegan movement and that's something, something, something that can sometimes be a little bit toxic is what I experience. I don't know how it is now because I'm not that much into like vegan Facebook groups or whatever. But when I just got went vegan and I went into these vegan Facebook groups and I saw people asking honest questions like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm new to this, like, can I eat an egg or can I, can I consume honey? And people literally got like almost, yeah, they, they, they got destroyed. They got their, chopped their head off almost. And I think like eh, when you open yourself up, like I can really imagine myself eating pretty much nothing else but animal products. And I can imagine, I, we know, like we know, the, we know the numbers, right? The majority of the world population is not vegan, is not plant-based, is not even vegetarian. So no, to expect yeah. that from our point of view that everyone is just going vegan or plant-based overnight, that's just not realistic, I think. And it's very nice to, to open up and to have a little bit of a broader audience to let actually people experience uh, what it can do uh, for themselves. And uh, once people are more aware about it, uh, once they watch those documentaries, what are um, yeah, steps that people can take to yeah, start to change their lifestyle or to start to live more uh, intuitively eating. What are mostly things that you help people with in those uh, early phases of the change process? Um, I think as far as plant-based nutrition, I think it's important for people to know what are the ingredients. And it's something that I could be better at because I still have to do this, but of course, recipes, recipes mm. is the, the most important thing because that's where it starts and ends. You know, you need to know, okay, what can I make then? What can I use? Um, what tastes good? What am I going to be enjoying? Because it's also yeah. important that you enjoy food. I mean, yeah, 100%. that's a really important thing. If people don't like vegan food or if they don't like, if they miss their animal products, then 
then of course it's going to be very difficult. So what, what I would say is just look at vegan cooking blogs, vegan recipe blogs. That's what I did and that, and start experimenting. Um, So I know that for me, I have, I've looked at so many blogs that I don't feel like myself. I am the, um, the expert in recipe developing because I feel like it all exists so much out there, but that's, it's the starting point. Um, Just have fun, go on the internet, go on Pinterest, Google some vegan recipes, looks, take something that, that looks nice and go and buy the ingredients and, and make it. Um, and then as far as intuitive eating, um, it, the first step of course, from intuitive eating is that you have to reject the diet mentality. Um, and you have to stop trying to lose weight. I always, when people ask me if they can work with me, I tell them for sure, but we are not going to pursue weight loss. If you want to still pursue weight loss, then I'm not the right person for you. We have to let go of that ID um, and we have to look at other things. Um, and weight loss can happen if you eat, if you become an intuitive eater. Weight gain can also happen if you have disordered eating and you ate not enough for your body for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, then you might gain weight or your weight might be the same. So the most important thing is to let go of that fixed idea on your weight and that scale um, and then start to listen to your body. And that's as that's the same for plant-based eating and for intuitive eating. I think listening to your body, it's something that I don't know, we stopped doing for we, I think so many people stopped doing that at a certain time. And then it's so important to come back to that because when you eat intuitively, for example, you just reconnect to your hunger and fullness signals. But also when you eat plant-based, you recognize what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I remember that, you know, if I would eat meat or something, it felt so heavy on my stomach. So I, I, yeah, if you, if you do this, you can really see, okay, fruit and vegetables and whole grains and legumes, they can really make you feel very good. And yeah. there's still room. There's it's it doesn't all have to be 100% healthy. There's always still room for less healthy food because you need to enjoy life. Um, so exactly, if you have a good balance, then that's the most important thing. Balance, right? I think that's the word uh, that a lot of people are after. And I, I can imagine uh, when you say uh, learning to listen to your body for someone who has never done that. And this is also something that we never really get taught. Like, how do we listen to our body? Like, wh- mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you say to that? What do you say to people who ask that question? So the first thing that you can do is just simply notice if you're hungry or notice if you're full. That's the first thing. You know, as, as kids, we used to do this before anyone else taught us any kind of rules. When we were a baby, we cried when we were hungry. And when we have enough, we stop, we throw the food away and we don't want it anymore, even if if it's really nice. And then at a certain point, I think it's just, it comes into our life, whether we want it or not, it's... It's like, oh, you shouldn't eat this food and stop eating that. That's not healthy. Um, So very soon, you know, certain foods, we have to restrict them, but then they come very tempting and we really want to eat them. And I think also, no offense to the mothers who do this, but for example, having your child eat 
not with you. I think it's very important to have your child eat together with you so you can show that you're eating the same food as your child and you're enjoying it. Um, and also, you know, the, the typical eat this or you won't have dessert or if you eat this and you will have dessert, it's, it's a kind of bribing, you know, it makes us not like the food that we have to eat and just long for the dessert. So, but if everything is considered as real nice food, then I think we would still be in touch with what we really like. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you, so you mentioned um, learning to listen more to your body just by uh, saying like, okay, I'm hungry now and I'm not hungry anymore. And then I stop. Uh, like I, what I hear a lot when it comes to intuitive eating is, uh, um, is, is, is don't eat all the way until you're completely full. But already when you start to get the feeling that you're full, that's kind of like your signal to maybe just having enough. Is that something that you can, uh, can verify as well? Yeah, you, there's actually, I mean, I, when I work with my clients, I give them a kind of scale. So from one to 10, mm -hmm. and it goes all the way from extremely hungry, where you're almost sick uh, and where you're lightheaded to extremely full, you know, the yeah. after, after Christmas or after <laughs> New Year's feeling. And in between that, so it's important that they start to see, okay, where do I go? Because a lot of people... Um, because they restrict, then go into some kind of binge eating mm. and they overeat, you know, they lose their, their sense of, okay, now I should eat. And especially now I should stop eating. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. The first thing is, of course, you know, every food is just food. Allow yourself to eat everything. Stop restricting. And then no food is then forbidden. So we hope then that after a while you do this, you will be able to just naturally feel your satisfaction and stop without having the feeling, oh, I need to eat. That's a little bit how I try to do it. So I ask my clients to just monitor their hunger and their satisfaction, their fullness uh, for a little while so we can discuss this. And then ideally, you know, they would be at a hunger, you know, when they feel the hunger, they eat when they feel satisfied after, or they can still have a few bites, but they're really, it's also mindfulness is also yeah. important just that you stop maybe once in a while. Um, but specifically the overeating normally goes away when you stop restricting. Yeah. So, so it's not that you give like people a certain set of like rules, so to say like, Hey, maybe make your meals more like that, or maybe make your meals more like that. You're really more focused on, the feeling that they get throughout the day regarding their hunger feeling. If I understand yeah, yeah, that absolutely. correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because rules, that's for diets. So that's no rules, no rules, just principles. Um, and because they, I mean, of course there's a difference between plant-based eating where some people could say, you know, but it's still restriction, uh, which I don't think so because it's a, it's an individual choice. It's a conscious choice, choice not to eat those products. Yeah. So it's not restriction. So unless there are people that if they restrict this, they will have find themselves eating a lot of meat because it's still restriction. Yeah. Um, so unless you really don't view those animal products as food, then there is absolutely no problem to just not eat them. And with intuitive eaters, um, yeah, it's just, no, no rules everything is allowed and just know that everything that you want to eat will always be available and at a certain time you will want to eat 
fruit, you will want to eat yeah. vegetables because sadly those have a bad reputation because of diets, you know, who likes fruits and vegetables because it's the only thing that you can eat on a diet. But no, they are, I mean, they have good taste. They're, they're, exactly. if you really start to enjoy them and see them as food, then, then you can, you can enjoy this. It's like, if you give someone pizza for three days, they will not want to eat no. pizza anymore. They might long for a salad so or, or a nice piece of fruit. So it's, yeah, all that, come back, comes back yeah. to balance again. That, that, that's exactly what I had in my mind, actually, when, before you said it. Like, I, like, it's all balanced. Like, I have my moments that I, I can, can... I just actually had, had some chocolate before this podcast. And Me too, me too. Yeah, like, I love chocolate. It's like my favorite, favorite, like, treat in the world, probably. And, uh, but I have an imbalance. And if I eat a whole bar, okay, maybe I can binge a whole bar every, every now and then. That can sometimes happen. I allow sure. myself to, to sure. let that happen. I don't feel bad at it or about it at all. But it is not that then... And the next day I would eat that again, because if I would have to do that two times in a row, I will already start to think like, oh, I don't feel so good. And probably like if I ate a pizza the night before, probably the day after my breakfast is going to be a super green, healthy smoothie, because sure. that's just yeah. what I naturally feel drawn to. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you, you said when, when it comes to intuitive eating, uh, I, I forgot the word, but you said um, it's not about rules, but what was the word that you used? Um, so the authors of the book, Evelyn uh, Tripoli and Elise Resch, they actually, um, the book has 10 principles. Principles. So it's yeah. principles that, and that's something that you, you really have to study those a little bit because, mm -hmm. you know, years of diet culture and diet mentality, you have to unlearn that first and make room in your head to have those new principles. Um, because lots of people think, oh, intuitive eating, it means that I'm going to eat chips and fries and chocolate all the time. No, it's not. I mean, no, that's <laughs> not what's going to happen. Uh, absolutely not. And so also intuitive eating is not a diet. Absolutely not. So mm -hmm. people who won't only fixate on, oh, you know, you will, when you, when you'll be an intuitive eater, you will lose weight. Like I said, some people will lose weight. Some people will gain weight. So some people stay the same. It's yeah. absolutely not a, not a diet. So the principles is really what you have to, what I study with my clients and what we work through, you know, just recognizing those diet thoughts so that they become aware of those so that they then after the afterwards, you know, can recognize those themselves without me having to pinpoint those. Mm -hmm. um, and then they can, you know, we gradually go through the principles. Um, what are some of the... Um... Yeah, key principles that you see people really struggling with? Um, I think the first one is a really important one. It's reject the diet mentality. Mm -hmm. Whereas, of course, people struggle with their own bodies because their, their bodies do not, are not conform. People that come to me, they don't, don't conform to the, um, the norm. So I really have to explain to them that their bodies are perfectly fine. Um, but that they just have to accept their bodies yeah. and that they have to stop fighting their bodies. They just have to accept the way that they look. And I mean, I can understand that somebody doesn't feel good in a larger body. Um, but as long as you don't, you I mean, you have to overcome that in a way. You have to let go of the idea that you want to lose weight and first start to love your body. Because I mean, if you're only chasing the weight loss, then you're 
losing days in your life as well because yeah. you have this body here and now um so i think that's a that's a hard one um and also you know it's important to feel your feelings with kindness that's one of the the principles as well i think in the beginning these they said you know feel your feelings without eating but now they changed it to feel your feelings um with kindness where of course people eat when they're stressed and we deal with our emotions with food sometimes and social activities are linked to lots of food and um, not always the, the most healthy foods. <laughs> so, so that's, I think, yeah, we have to, it's, there's also nothing wrong to eat when you're sad, you know, or, or, but it's, you have to be able to deal with your feelings without food or in an, in another way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one of the of that's one things. of the, the the key the key principles uh, yeah. when it comes to intuitive eating. Yeah, you say a lot like the no diet. I really love that. Like it's not a set of rules. It's just a yeah. It's our based on principles and a feeling really what uh, yeah what you how you feel at that moment. And if you want to have a chocolate or if you want to have a green smoothie. Uh, like have whatever you want to have. Uh, yeah. uh, what are some of the, be, besides that, what are some of the obstacles that you see um, that people really have to go through in order to make really changes towards their lifestyle? Like I said, maybe the social activities, mm -hmm. um, definitely comparison. The, yeah. That's a big trap. Um, you know, we're always surrounded by bodies that will be smaller or larger than ours. So it's always tricky to compare yourself to those other bodies. Yeah. Um, and maybe also people that surround us that don't, don't, that are not on our journey and that don't really understand this. Um, people that maybe compliment you when you have lost weight. That's a, a thing that we have to stop doing also. Um, because it makes it feel like if you lose weight and you're good and, you know, or have you gained weight and maybe something is wrong in your life? People don't know. I mean, weight should be, should be kept separate. It's none of your weight is none of, none of anybody's business. So I think you can do this journey on yourself and with a dietitian, but then you always have to face the real world and the people around you. And not everyone is on the same journey as you. Not everyone is as interested in plant-based eating or not everyone is interested in uh, intuitive eating and people have different notions. And also those people are in the society where diets are still advertised, where they're, mm. they might also be chasing other diets. These people might be having issues with their body so I think it's the most important thing is that you, you have to do this yourself, you know, with yourself and, and, uh, and don't think that you can really, you can rely on, on different people, but be aware that not everybody is, is understanding what you're going through and, and what your goal is. Yeah. Important to have people around that really support that and understand yeah. that, I think. Eh? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I really, what I really love, and that is something that I've been seeing now and is like not totally related to what we're speaking about now, but that's something that I would like to share a little bit with the audience as well. I've been doing quite some interviews now over the last couple of, you know, last two months now almost. And what I see is that whatever it is that you speak about, if it is, um, I, I have speak, people on board that spoke about marketing. I have you now here that's speaking about plant-based nutrition. I have people that are vegan personal trainers. And 
there's so many common grounds when it comes to changing a lifestyle. It's awareness. It is a, a having a clear reason. It's having the support around you. And whatever it is that you're changing, it looks like that these are kind of like the universal uh, steps and that people just go through in order to change their lifestyle. And uh, what would you say from your perspective, uh, from your uh, work, of course, with your clients, that is um, definitely an important step in that as well? I think it's creating habits. Mm. Um, even though you start with little things, you don't, don't want to do it all at once. Just start with little things. For example, if you want to eat more plant-based, just start with your breakfast or start with one, whichever one you, you want to start with. Um, and just, just make sure that that one meal is plant-based, Tr find some, some, some recipes, um, uh, and then with intuitive eating, it's also you find, find habits that, that, um, that make it that you can stay, stay on this. Just if you only want to have the habit of being aware um, where you're at, you know, just one day, maybe focus on your hunger. What, what's yeah. going on with my hunger? What do I want to eat? Do I really want to eat this? Um, just being conscious as well. Yeah. So I think small, small steps and small habits and just keep, try to keep going. I mean, and you can also look for support. There's lots of communities yeah. online. So I think, yeah, support and a community to have a community with you. It's, it's also very important. Mm. So then, small, small habit small steps, changes. Uh, yeah. The small steps. I, I, I spoke about that a little bit as well. And I think it's so easy to like make these goals. Uh, and especially when it comes to like big lifestyle changes, we have this maybe image of ourselves that's like far, far away from us. And then we think like, okay, but what is it actually that we got to do right now to start changing that? And by just implementing these small changes, it becomes suddenly also a lot easier to actually implement that, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really cool that you, uh, that you speak about that as well. Um, yeah, I would say time really flew by today. Uh, I think yes. we're already over half an hour in. Mm -hmm. I find this such an interesting topic and I would definitely like to ask you to answer the final question for today because uh, this is what I've been asking literally everyone that has been on the podcast and I would like to create a little bit of accountability with that. And if next year you will be back here on the podcast for uh, episode number two, um, I would like to ask you what has happened. So this is like your moment to dream a little bit about what is coming in the next year and to maybe set some goals for yourself, what you think you can achieve uh, in the next year. Yeah. Um, so in world or the, the, yeah, the environment? Just like something that comes up for you that you think, hey, this, this, these are kind of my predictions on the next year, what will happen. Yeah. I think plant-based eating is going to be more mainstream. I would love to see more plant-based foods in the, in the supermarkets. And I think yeah. it's already coming. It's, it's already changed so much. It's mm -hmm. so easy to be vegan. I mean, it's still not a hundred percent easy, but it's so easy now to go to a restaurant and have a vegan yeah. option. So I would like to see that grow more and be so accessible and nor more normalized. Um, and as, as far as for you, I will hope you will have, hundred episodes of your podcast. I don't know, like with very interesting people. Um, and that you on your journey as a, as a coach, you, you can impact lots of clients. Thank you. Um, and as for me, I, I, I really want to grow my, my business as a, 
as a registered dietitian and help people you know break free from from the diets and I, I already see that it's for me it's on the same level as plant-based eating it's something that we have to be more conscious about and and yeah. stop stop just living what the industry is trying to sell us because diet industry is such a huge industry mm -hmm. so yeah i would like to see a little if i want to be mean maybe just see that the diet industry and the meat industry are losing some some funds or i don't know are going down Power. in the economy i would like to see that yeah. yes 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 because i think we will all we would all get better from that I, I, I agree. Not, not just like we personally, but I think it would do all good. It would for sure uh, do the animals good, wildlife good, uh, the environment good, our planet good. So yeah, uh, and yeah. I think uh, the more that we do for ourselves and that we give back, uh, the more that we get back as well. Because yeah, I believe that everything yeah. is connected. And uh, yeah, I, I really love that. I think great goals. And I'm very confident that um, yeah, this year we'll have a lot of uh, a lot of beautiful things in store for yeah everyone, but especially also for you here today, and uh, for sure that will come true. Uh, to end this uh, this episode today, would there maybe be something out of your experience, perspective, or just maybe something that is coming up right now, some last words of wisdom that you would like to share today? Hmm. Mm, difficult question, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, I think it's. As far as for me, as far as being plant-based and this intuitive eating is just be very close to your intuition and stay mindful of how you feel, what your intuition is trying to tell you, because I think we often just ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we end up in a place where we feel like, how, how did this happen? What, why did I make those choices? And somebody inside, something inside of me is telling me that this is not wrong, but I don't know anymore. So it's stay close to your intuition. I think that's a, a very important thing. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Charlene. I'm uh, going to thank you a lot for sharing that with us today. I haven't had really this particular sp uh, perspective on the podcast uh, so far. So I'm super thankful for yeah, you sharing this message. And I learned quite a lot myself already about like uh, the, the, the diet industry and uh, how that influences us and how we can also be more mindful about you know, what we eat and what we consume. So yeah, I learned definitely some, a thing or two here today and I hope the audience uh, really uh, got some value out of that. I'm sure they did. So yeah, that, that's it for today. I would thank you, I'd like to thank you again and yeah, let's see up to next year and uh, may beautiful yes. things arise. Yes. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you very much for, for having me on your podcast and good luck. I think you're making some interesting podcasts, so it's always nice to listen to, to them. And I think you've had some really, really interesting guests and it's fine. It's nice that you, you step out of them. It's vegan people, but it's, as a vegan, you learn so much about other topics. And I think that's yeah. very interesting to see that, you know, vegans are becoming more mainstream and it's not only the veganism that defines us, but we are doing lots of other things. Yeah. So that's a that. really nice perspective. Yeah, I love that. Thank you very much. Th this was it, guys. Another Vegan Academy podcast. It's a, it's a wrap, I would say. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, Charlene, for being here today with us. And maybe the last question, if people would really want to find you, where can they, uh, where can they uh, check out what is all that okay. you're doing? 
Yeah, sure. I have a, a website. It's uh, charleneadrians.be. I hope they will be I able will to link find it. it. Maybe you can link it. Um, and then my uh, Instagram is, it's in Dutch, but I also, my captions are also in English. I mix a little bit, but it's called intuitif underscore plantaardig. Yeah. So which means intuitively plant-based. Plant nice. I will definitely link both of them in the, in the description of the podcast so people can check that out. And for sure, they can get a lot of value out of that. So yeah, thank you once more, Charlene, for being here with us today. And thank you also for listening to another Vegan Academy podcast. Have a great day for now. Mm-hmm.